Hello, and welcome to People of the Pod, brought to you by American Jewish Committee. Each week, we take you beyond the headlines to help you understand what they all mean for America, Israel, and the Jewish people. I'm your host, Manya Brashear-Pashman. This week, American Jewish Committee is helping to relaunch the Bipartisan Congressional Caucus on Black-Jewish Relations. Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz of Florida will join some new House leaders, including Congressman Wesley Hunt of Texas and Congresswoman Nakima Williams of Georgia. The caucus aims to raise awareness of sensitivities in both the Black and Jewish communities, combat stereotypes, and showcase commonalities. And with us this week to talk about their efforts to do the same are Candace Bazemore and Gabby Leon Spat, co-authors of the children's book Shabbat and Sunday Dinner, which was honored with the Award of Excellence from the Religion Communicators Council. Both are members of the Black Jewish Coalition and participants in AJC's Project Understanding, a biannual weekend of dialogue to develop understanding and friendships between leaders of the Black and Jewish communities. Our guest host this week is Dove Wilker, AJC's Director of Black Jewish Relations. Dove, the mic is yours. Thank you, Manya. Candice and Gabby, welcome to People of the Pod. Thank you. We're excited to be here. It's a great opportunity. We're really excited to chat with you. Well, wonderful. Well, we're just going to jump right on in. And so I'm curious, you know, Gabby, Candice, how did you all meet and how did you go from being friends to co-authors? Yeah, so Candace and I are both transplants to Atlanta, growing up in Florida, Virginia, both moving here for college or after college. And our original meeting actually was through the Junior League of Atlanta. We served on a committee together and launched a leadership program that was training opportunities for Junior League members. But when we really met and realized how much we really adore each other, love each other, learn from each other, was from our shared experience of both attending Project Understanding, which is a program of Atlanta's AJC office, the Black Jewish Coalition. And once we realized we both had that experience, our conversations changed, our friendship deepened. We really had the opportunity to share, to learn, to have meaningful conversations. And one day we were planning alumni event for Project Understanding participants and kind of talked about writing a book. And I'll let Candace share a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well, first of all, knowing how we met is like a very cool thing because it just showcases some of the great ways that Atlanta already has great systems and organizations in place to help people look for ways to build across different community lines. I probably would have never met Gabby otherwise, which means that the book that we wrote together would have never happened. And the way the book came about was actually really cool. Uh, During the pandemic, we got tapped to help be on a planning committee for the Project Understandings Alumni New Year's Day brunch, which is going to be virtual since no one can go anywhere because of COVID. And in the middle of one of the planning sessions, or actually at the the start of one of the planning sessions, we were waiting for the two guys to join. Of course, all the ladies got on first. And (laughs) I take offense to that. I I want you to. (laughs) It's fine. It's okay. It's true, though. And so... (laughs) 
<laughs> so we were discussing what we were planning on having for the brunch because we were encouraging everyone to find a traditional meal to have for the brunch so people could be eating and talking, even though we couldn't be in the same place. And Gabby shared she was going to have bagels and locks. And I said chicken and waffles, but I didn't know, like, what's bagels and locks? And we're like, wouldn't it be a great idea to share recipes as a way to unite people? And then that led to us kind of discussing, like, you know, well, there's tons of recipe books out there, but what if we tried to get people earlier to start thinking about it? And so that's how we got to the idea of a children's book. Wait, I, I have to ask, have either of you written a children's book before? Definitely no, not. This, no. <laughs> no, this is our first children's book. I've, I've written a ton of blogs. <laughs> but have you ever written no. a book before? No. No, not since being like a little, like, no, I've not, <laughs> you know, everybody does like young authors or something like that in school, but not a book book. This is our first. We like stretch projects. You know, we like to try new things in between taking care of our friends, our families, our full-time jobs, you know. You've got boundless energy, the two of you. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, we so I'm do. curious, like, what do you hope that readers are going to gain from the book? I mean, in the year or so since it's been released, like what's been the response? The experience, the stories we hear. I mean, I'll be sitting in a meeting and somebody says, I read that book to my granddaughter and it's the only one she wants to read now, you know? And she just took so much away from it. But for us, you know, I think the big picture is when you open your stomach at a dinner table, there's a way to start to open your heart and your mind. And Candace and I have shared so many life events together, holiday dinners, Shabbat dinners, Sunday dinners, just real times where we've had that opportunity to kind of dive in. And when you taste something new or something different and you're at someone's home or their family member cooks it, right? There's always a story that goes behind it. And that's really, you know, the inspiration of this book is that the dinner table is a special place that brings people, ideas, and cultures together. And we thought, how do we tell this story? And the story was about telling our own family traditions and what we typically do when we celebrate a Friday night spot dinner or a Sunday dinner. And so the characters, you know, are loosely mirrored after us and our families and what the dinner means to us. And so the story follows two friends through their class presentations as they learn more about each other's family traditions. And the hope is that the book introduces readers to other cultures and communities and that we, you know, pique some interest in learning about other traditions. And the book is a great you know, conversation starter, not just for children, but even for adults who maybe haven't had some of those unique experiences. Uh, for us, it was really important to be able to tell them more than just the story within the book, but we tell a little bit of the history of Black Jewish relations. And we also, you know, have a page that is continuing the conversation. I'm curious, Candace, has that been your experience as well? I mean, you've, you know, sit in a meeting and someone tells you about the book that they've read, that their grandchild only wants to read that, or you've had another story or? 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, I have a couple of stories like that. Um, I actually had an opportunity to speak at a children's center here in Virginia, and the kids were so excited. Uh, you know, they were sharing their family dinner traditions and things like that. So that was very cool. That came from the book reading. And we've had, I was actually in a meeting last night and a program associated with the AJC. And we were all talking about some plans for a program for young people. And one of the organizers mentioned about our book and two of the people in the meeting had the book that they read to their young kids. And that's their favorite book. So it was like very cool. I was like, oh my God, yeah, that's great. But one of the coolest things, I'm in a friends group with Gabby and some other Black and Jewish women and one of the members, when we first you know, launched the book, she ordered it on Amazon and it got delivered to her neighbor's house by accident. And she had never met the neighbor. The neighbor just opened it because, of course, it was during the pandemic, uh, you know, like the height of everybody getting Amazon uh, orders. Right. And so she just was like, oh, this must be my order. She opens it up. It's a book. She doesn't know what it is. But the cover was inviting. She opened it up. She read the whole book. And then she put it back in the envelope with a personal note to our friend and said, hey, you know, I got got this book by mistake. I was really excited. I, I really love this story, the images inside, the message. And I read some of the questions in the end. I'd love to get together with you over dinner to talk more about it because I'd love to learn more about your community. So that's how she became friends with her neighbor through the book. So it's very cool. That's really a, an incredible story for so many re reasons. <laughs> so many reasons, yeah. <laughs> So this Thursday, July 13th, AJC is marking the relaunch of the Congressional Caucus on Black Jewish Relations, where the two of you will be sharing your story. What do you hope our nation's leaders will gain from hearing about your experience? So we're really excited to be at the relaunch of the Congressional Caucus. I think for us, you know, the hope is for people to know that this work is happening. These communities are engaging already. You know, revisiting the past, this is not a new relationship. This is one that is rooted in many, many, many years of friendship, of teaching, of learning, and it's still happening. It's just maybe happening, you know, in, in a new way. I hope that we're able to inspire those that are in the room, including you know, the congressmen and, and the congresswomen, to really make this part of the agenda, to really celebrate the relationship and show that the impact we can make and that we are making. I love that. I couldn't agree more. You know, the goals of the caucus are to raise awareness, provide resources, and unite Black and Jewish and Black Jewish communities to combat hate and stereotypes. How do you think the caucus can achieve that? Big picture here. Yeah, that's a, well, first of all, that's a great question. And I'm going to give you a little bit of background about myself and the fact that I actually was in college, a Congressional Black Caucus Foundation congressional intern. So I spent a summer working on the Hill and Congressman Scott, Robert C. Scott's office, Bobby Scott from the third district of Virginia. <laughs> and it was very cool to see some of the great things they were doing to help shape young minds and future leaders. And I think that, you know, the caucus and the role of congressional leaders and, and just leadership in general requires you to look at ways to unite and to get your constituents and your communities that you touch to look for ways to work together. I mean, the goal of a congressperson is to take their district and help them make it better. 
I mean, I know in recent years, we've seen leadership go in the wrong direction, but these leaders have the opportunity to build bridges instead of like tear them down. And so they can be the catalyst for change in their communities. They have the ability to direct resources and to direct attention, as well as to put their time on these topics. So they're already doing it by obviously relaunching the program and the caucus. And so the next step is then to empower their constituents to start these dialogues, start these conversations. And and I think this gives them a reason and also the organizations that they touch a reason to start, you know, looking for ways to unite these communities. Excellent. So, you know, I want to take a little more local before we go back to the macro national level. Can you tell us more about your experience with Project Understanding? So for those that don't know our listeners, AJC's Atlanta office has been running this Marvin C. Goldstein Project Understanding Black Jewish Retreat every other year since 1990-ish. We've bring together 18 Black and Jewish and some Black Jewish leaders to be a part of the conversation, so 36 in total, for 24 hours of intense dialogue. So I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that experience for you and if you've been involved since then beyond writing this book together. And, and I think, Candice, you even referenced a new initiative that you're a part of. So I was wondering if you could share a little bit more about that, too. Yes. So, you know, I mentioned earlier the retreat was just eye-opening, really moving. You know, I grew up uh, the granddaughter of Holocaust survivors. We were told you always love everybody, right? The idea in my family of not liking somebody just because of their skin color or their culture, or their it, it, it just didn't exist. And I don't know that I noticed, you know, growing up, I was already kind of doing some of this work. And I had a mentor of mine in college who was my Greek advisor. And we talked a lot about Black and Jewish relations at the time. He asked me to make him, you know, challah French toast because he always associated challah with Jewish. And I said, sure. And, you know, I went to church with him actually here in Atlanta. We were here for a conference. And, you know, it, it just kind of happened authentically. And coming to Atlanta and getting connected with AJC and the Black Jewish Coalition and then Project Understanding, I think I realized how powerful the experiences I had in the past were. And this just felt like home for me. And it's also, Dove, it's incredible to see how you've invested more into the program and opened it up to a generation above, right? Reaching 40 to 55-year-olds, but also this year launching a high school program. And so I think the impact of the retreat that happens immediately, but also is a long-lasting impact, we've really been able to make change within the Atlanta community. Candace, how about for you? Yeah. Um, well, you know, first of all, Gabby touched on all the things that are dear to my heart about, you know, what we've learned along the way in our journey together. I kind of liked listening to her talk about some of the programs we we're a part of. I mean, to see people from Project Understanding and the Black Jewish Coalition at events for the United Way or for the Junior League. Um, I, you know, I recently hosted a fundraiser for the Amarios Art Academy, which was a sneaker ball to help this program that helps, you know, young kids connect with arts and art opportunities that they wouldn't normally have because they don't have the 
access to capital to afford expensive art programs and to have Gabby and her husband show up and have such a great time and other people from other programs that we're, you know, associated. It's just great to see how much the community building, how it blends across everything that it really you know, helps the community grow and be more diverse. And she even mentioned the uh, the team program through Project Understanding. It's the Black Jewish Teen Initiative is, you know, what it's called. So applications are open for this great program where the teens get to participate. They're you know, high school juniors and seniors from across greater Atlanta coming together to learn about, you know, Black Jewish relationships, to learn about like the impact of racism, anti-Semitism, to learn about diversity within the Black and Jewish communities. So, I mean, I'm just super excited about some of the things that have come from these programs and the fact that we're more forward thinking. So the idea of the book is a way to get in front of young minds. The idea of this program is to get in front of teen minds. The Project Understanding traditional program is for those emerging leaders. And now the new program that are for people who maybe weren't around when these programs existed to still learn and build communities as they get older. You know, it's we're looking at the whole life of people. How do you build relationships your whole life so that those communities when you need them are already there. You already know someone. You can pick up the phone and say, hey, how do I do this? What's the best way to do this? Or I made a mistake. How do I improve? How do I correct this? You know, by having these relationships, there's more opportunity for grace. So, you know, gaffes may happen. Mistakes can happen. But if you have relationships, you have something that you can, you know, dip into and say, hey, how do we do things better? How do we do things differently? I think it's also, you know, special to point out, you know, we're one story. We're one outcome, right? There have been other individuals who have participated in Project Understanding who have started a barbecue team at the Atlanta Kosher Barbecue Festival, which happens to be the largest kosher barbecue festival in the entire country. And that, you know, became a learning experience just for themselves. To be on the team, you had to go through Project Understanding, you know, and, and there's this cultural experience of explaining what kosher meat is, and you don't want to put extra salt in the rub because there's already salted, right? And when you light the barbecue is that it has to be after Shabbat on sundown on Saturday, and the mesquite has to, to light it. And then it's like, who is that, right? And so the stuff that's happening in our community is so authentic. It just is happening. And it's so nice to see people just wanting to, you know, learn and continue the conversation past just the retreat. I can also share that as an attendee of the barbecue festival, it's not just that they're there together. They're grilling good meat. It's a very tasty experience to attend. All right. So one final question, because y'all have been really incredible. What are ways that we can highlight the positive worker interactions between our two communities? Well, that's a great question. I always say the best way to highlight it is to ask people to share their individual stories, right? And me being a digital person, definitely utilize social media in order to get the word out about the ways that, you know, you're working together. If you're in a room with someone who doesn't look like you and you're working on these tough problems and coming up with great solutions, share a post about that. Encourage someone else to do that too. If you have an event coming up, invite someone else out to come with that that normally wouldn't be in the room. So I don't know how many times me and Gabby have been the only ones of us in a room before. <laughs> so it was a great example. I was in town during the Great Holabake and this 300 Jewish women at the, was it was it at the Bernie Marcus Center? Yeah, the Jewish Community Center. The Jewish Community Center, yeah. And so I was the only Black woman or maybe one of two in the whole room, I think, maybe. I, I think, think it was, was the only just one. you. It was you. <laughs> it was just me. Okay. And uh, I was having a good old time making some challah bread because challah is my thing. Obviously, Gabby has shown me how to make challah bread. So I'm actually pretty good at it. She's getting 
good at deep fried cornbread as a as a matter of oh, fact. As well. So good. <laughs> I think it's opportunities like this, you know, being able to be invited to share your story. And I think the caucus is really going to highlight a lot of what is happening across the country already and give, you know, local advocates on the ground doing the work, the opportunity to shine and to tell their story. Because I think more than anything, storytelling is impactful and it hits at people's hearts and people's minds. And in our case, people's stomachs. Well, thank you, Gabby and Candice, Candice and Gabby. We're so grateful for the book that you've written, for the delicious food that you're helping to inspire being made across this beautiful country, and to your participation in the relaunch of the Congressional Caucus on Black-Jewish Relations. Thank you, Dove. Thanks. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to tune in for an exclusive conversation between three women leading transformation in the Middle East and AJC Abu Dhabi Program Director Riva Gorelick on stage at AJC Global Forum 2023 in Tel Aviv. Thank you for listening. This episode is brought to you by AJC. Our producer is Atara Lakritz. Our sound engineer is TK Broderick. You can subscribe to People of the Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or learn more at AJC.org slash People of the Pod. The views and opinions of our guests don't necessarily reflect the positions of AJC. We'd love to hear your views and opinions or your questions. You can reach us at peopleofthepod at AJC.org. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to tell your friends, tag us on social media with hashtag peopleofthepod, and hop on to Apple Podcasts to rate us and write a review to help more listeners find us. Tune in next week for another episode of People of the Pod.